Good day, I'm Anne Dolinchik and you're listening to Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing. In this episode, we're in conversation with Petra Liu, Founder and Managing Director at Wet Paint Advertising. We chat about the South African lottery campaign that aimed at spreading hope during the aftermath of the looting. Grab a coffee and listen as we discuss how COVID is changing the advertising industry, doing work that cuts through negativity and spread positivity and hope, and the importance of selecting the correct media, not just what's popular. If you enjoy this podcast, you will also enjoy our fortnightly newsletter that keeps you up to date with influencer news from around the world. Subscribe at the link in the show notes. This podcast series has been made possible through an exclusive sponsorship from SA's number one nano-influencer platform, The Salt. Most brands have a communication line to their existing customers, but not a way to get them to have additional positive brand conversations. The Salt solves the problem by identifying brand fans and getting them to talk more about their positive brand experiences. The Salt have a database of over 140,000 registered brand fans and in-depth information on each to perfectly match your brand to the right influences. Reach out to them now and see what they can do for you. Good morning, Petra. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before we start with our conversation, can you maybe tell us more about yourself, your role at Wet Paint, and also the types of accounts that you work on there? Hi, Anne. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm Petra Liu, and I'm the founder and MD of Wet Paint Advertising. I started the agency, if you can believe, over 24 years ago. And um, proud to say that we were one of the first all-female-owned agencies in South Africa at the time. So, yeah, I've been around the block, started off in the design field and kind of worked my way up over the years. So I've kind of seen it all, done it all, um, still have a great passion for the industry. And uh, I think we've, you know, grown and developed over the years as the industry's changed um, and Obviously, as platforms have grown and developed, I think that's one of the most exciting things about advertising and that it's ever-evolving and changing. So it gives us a great opportunity within the industry to keep on learning and keep on growing. And I think that's the most exciting thing about being in advertising today. No, absolutely. There's never a dull moment and there's never every day is the same as the next. So we, we specialize in performance advertising. Um, and we work on accounts for the likes of South African Reserve Bank, uh, the South African National Lottery, Price Waterhouse Coopers, amongst others. And really, our focus is on getting them the performance that they really need. And so, it it doesn't cover a specific uh, platform or media type. It's really focused on the results that the client is trying to achieve for that particular campaign or project. Oh, that's so interesting. We hardly ever hear about that in the ad industry. Yeah, we've we've noted, and I, I think it's a trend that's starting to come through, specifically pushed now through COVID, that mm. you know we need to start focusing on the results of, of what we do, because all, all businesses right now need the most help that they can get in, in keeping themselves afloat and, and keeping their businesses running and keeping their staff employed. So that really, that is what we focus on. Um, it's a different perspective to how we approach what we do. And it builds some really long lasting and fantastic relationships with our clients as we get quite integrated into their business and of what they're trying to achieve. And we really partner up in helping them get those results that they need. 
I absolutely love that. And I think you're right, over the last 18 months or so, everyone had to kind of relook how we do things. And that's not always a bad thing. Mm, mm. As I said, it gives you an opportunity to to reevaluate what you do and how you do it um, and and possibly grow in, in what you do and, and how you deliver things. So I also think it's a really great opportunity for us as an industry to take ourselves to another level and not keep on just producing what we've always done, say, for the last five to six years. So Petra, I hear you say you work with uh, the South African Lottery as well. And I understand yes. that with them, in partnership with them, Wetpaint ran the hashtag Let's Rebuild Together campaign that was in the aftermath of the looting that took place in South Africa. Can you please tell us a little bit more about this campaign? Sure. Just a bit of background in terms of the South African Lottery. Obviously, they're a fully South African brand and being that they have a very strong love and passion for the country and all its people. And they felt the need to really stand up as an example, um, to show unity and support for the victims of the looting. Um, and I think the, the big focus was that we still believe in a positive future for South Africa and wanted to remind the nation that, you know, we do need to stand together and doing so, we can rebuild the nation and, and move forward. So I think that was the main focus behind the campaign. How did you go about it? And what was the results that the South African Lottery was really seeking through this campaign? They were trying to get the nation to stand up and say, you know, we believe in South Africa, we believe in our people, we believe in the country, and we're going to continue fighting for the love of our nation. And I think by utilizing the platforms and, and the influences that we got on board, it did a tremendous job in reminding people why we live here and why we love our country. And really, that's what it was all about. You know, we've had so much doom and gloom in the past year and a half due to the circumstance of COVID and, and how it's devastated the world. And we keep on needing to be reminded um, of of our beautiful country and and how we we in, you know if we stand together we can make a difference and I think that's really been the main focus of what we're trying to achieve here. That is so true. I think over the last couple of months and the last year, you're so right. The doom and gloom completely override all the good things that's still there, and it's so good that there's some brands out there that really wants to remind us what the beautiful country we still live in and the potential that is here. And it's not all bad. Mm. And I think that was what, well, why we chose influencers to get involved as part of the campaign, um, because we wanted them to be free um, to really express their feelings, their sentiments, and then talk to, to their fans about the way that they feel. So, what was beautiful about it, it was totally organic. We did not tell them what we wanted them to say or how to say it. We had produced a TVC that they viewed, and then they came up with what they felt once they'd watched the video, uh, once they'd kind of connect to the message that we were trying to convey. And I think that was really what touched everybody, is it was totally organic and the, the sentiments that came out of it and, and how many retweets that we got from this campaign and the impressions that were received when they shared the video as well 
was just phenomenal. I mean, in, in, in less than 24 hours, we had over 10 million views of, of the TVC that we produced. And that was just unbelievable. Oh, that is absolutely phenomenal. And again, speaks to that power of influences, especially when it's perfectly aligned with, and I'm sure you use people who absolutely love South Africa and who's into kind of spreading good news and trying to get away from the doom and gloom. And just their reactions to it was completely, like you say, unscripted. And they just kind of told their followers how they feel about our country. Yeah, so we, 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 we focused on looking at people, obviously, of local descent um, that really have a love for their community and stand for the nation as a whole and just let them, let them speak freely. And it was just incredible in terms of the results that we received. Oh, that's amazing. So when we look at the influences, what kind of influences did you utilize? Was it your nanos, your micros, your macros? And why did you actually choose that type of influence to go live with this campaign? We went with micros. Um, we didn't feel the need that we needed to go with macro influences because we really wanted people on the ground um, were more community focused as opposed to having a, a feel in terms of their fan base um, due to their popularity of being a star. And we wanted people that really focused on their lifestyle as, as, as part of what they do, because we thought that would be closer to the ground of, of what we were trying to achieve. Um, and people that are, you know, standing up in their communities and helping um, with what's going on within the country at the moment. We were on point in terms of that selection. No, for sure. I actually watched the campaign roll out and I was so impressed. Also, to your point earlier, it's by the reactions from the public as well, viewing this and being reminded of how we all usually just pull together and stand together and that that's who South Africa is. Can you tell us a bit more about those those reactions from the public a little bit more of how they actually reacted to this? I'd say the first thing that, that was very exciting is the amount of people that reused our hashtag. We trended on the day. Um, so we, we focused on Twitter as our main platform. And um, we actually outperformed the Mandela Day hashtag on the day. That was quite mind-blowing that people really felt a need to, to share their sentiments around that. And the kind of comments that were coming out is that, you know, we stand firm, we've got the Simzanzi, you know, together we can conquer anything, um, seeing the unity amongst South African communities. You know, those kind of comments that came out were really heartwarming and, you know, reminds everybody as to who the people of South Africa really are. And I think that for me was really powerful. They were appreciative of all the communities and the types of people that came together to help when you wouldn't think that they would um, because people sometimes have, a, you know, the wrong kind of assumption of a type of person um, and their background or perhaps where they've come from. And this changed perceptions. And I think that's one of the big things that we need to do in South Africa to move forward is to change certain perceptions. And this, this lent the opportunity to do so. No, absolutely. And I also think we should never underestimate South Africans. We always kind of just get together and we are quite unified, even though when we think sometimes we are not. And again, that lends into that perception, right? Mm, absolutely. Hashtag no filter. That's how this podcast is delivering real down-to-earth stories told by real people. 
for an influencer campaign that takes brand conversation to everyday real-life situations, go check out thesalt.co.za. They are the undisputed experts in real influencer marketing. So Petro, when I looked at the timelines, obviously the looting took place and we were all taken aback. We were all taken unawares. So this campaign must have been thought of quite quickly and executed quite quickly. Can you tell us how that process worked? (laughs) Yes, it was very quick. And we had basically, I think it was three days to put everything together and get it up and running. Um, And it happened over a weekend. So there was panic stations all around. But the CEO of Ituba that runs the National Lottery felt very strongly and passionately about what was happening and wanted us to strike while the iron was hot. Um, And the entire team came together, their team, our team, basically got together as quickly as we possibly could and get everything together and get it up and live. And I must say, you know, the the media platforms and the influencers, everyone that was involved um, really turned everything around so quickly as they realized that they needed to get this out as quickly as possible to help the nation, help people know that the teams that were on the ground trying to clean up and help out were being supported and that we were rallied around them. So, yeah, as I said, four days, it was up and running. Oh, my gosh. That is like a second in our industry to get things together (laughs) up and running in four days. How did you do that? Did you do it completely in-house? Which partners did you use to help you with this? There were different partners involved in terms of getting the influencers together. We utilized the salt um, that were very helpful. They worked through the weekend getting the team together. I was very impressed by their turnaround and, and quality service. We utilized production team to help put together the TVC. And then in-house, we put together the entire digital and social plan. The internal team at Ituba also put together the creatives to get the ads up onto the different platforms. So really, it was a collaborative group of people putting this together as fast as we could. You must love that about digital as well. Like at the moment you have everything you need, you can switch it on so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the beauty of it. And we you know we also managed to... F- flight the video production actually and flighted as a TVC and that also got some fantastic exposure and just continued to carry the message across. Petra, um, when we look again at the at the influencers, obviously everything kind of worked in tandem. Your digital campaign went live, your influencer campaign went live, the TVC went live. So it was like a really beautiful ecosystem of where people actually could see the messaging on different touch points. Was that always the plan? Yes. Ituba always goes for an integrated type of campaign because they love to hit as many people within the country as possible with their messaging. So try, try and make it as inclusive as possible and not, you know, focus on a particular platform um, and therefore alienate a certain group um, within the country. So we try and look at choosing platforms that give us a really wide reach, but again, focused on the right target market. That makes complete sense. We need to be aware where our people are and who we want to reach. Otherwise, it doesn't really work. With the influencers, I know you said earlier you used Twitter for that. that, Was there a specific reason why Twitter and not another platform like your Facebook, like your Instagram, that lends itself more to video views? Yeah, so the influencers focused on Twitter for us, but we did run a campaign across Facebook and Instagram as well. So we did have the videos flighting there. 
and, and an ad campaign flighting. But the focus of the influencers themselves was to create a great conversation across the, the Twitter platform. I think that the platform in itself lends itself to those type of conversations. There's a lot of political views out there at the moment on Twitter. Obviously, the news was going quite crazy at that time across the Twitter platform. Um, and we wanted to make sure that we were in that correct space in terms of where the negativity was, we wanted to bring the positivity. I love brands like yours because it's just, we need that little ray of sunlight. And I think to your point earlier that you even trended above the Nelson Mandela Day hashtag just also proves that people really want to hear the good news and people really want to participate in the positiveness and uplifting our country. Absolutely. I think campaigns like this, if, if more brands could get involved in campaigns like this, of just pulling the nation together, support supporting each other and the growth of our country and, and getting businesses flourishing again will do so much good for the morale of the nation, which I think is what really needs to be lifted to know that we, we can move forward and we're going to get out of the funk that we're currently in. No, absolutely. And I love how you put that, the funk we're in, because I think we are, and I think it's also not just South Africa, it's like globally, everyone is in this mm. funk. We're trying to get to some kind of new normal and just kind of trying to get on with life as we've never known it before. It's really scary. And I think everyone's scared and the doom and gloom is just taking over. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm hoping that we could do more work like this and just help, help the nation take the, the next steps forward. Absolutely. And I think brands like the South African Lottery, like Atuba, is the type of brands that will definitely lead the way in that. Mm. No, it's it's fantastic having a client like them that are so forward thinking and, and really take a stand and, and try to help where they can and, you know, not asking for anything back and just making sure that they always shine the light when, when negative happens. You know, they, they've done it in, in, in other times when we had the femicide issues going on in South Africa, they did another campaign to, to really help drive positivity around that negative time as well. So they're very forward thinking and helping to to drive a light in in dark times. We do love that. And we do need more brands to to kind of get on the bandwagon, so to speak, when it comes to positivity. Petra, can you maybe give us a couple of insights or learnings that you actually took from turning a campaign around this quickly and also focusing on the type of marketing channels you did? Do you have any learnings for someone who might be in your position in a couple of months' time? Where do they start? What do they do? What do they avoid? I think the main things that we learned was, you know, you need to make sure that your your media that you select is not based on just what's popular right now. A lot of brands think, oh, well, because everyone's on Facebook, I must be on Facebook. And because everyone's got this, I must do this. They must really understand in terms of where their target market's going to be sitting and how they're going to perceive that message at the time that they receive it in that medium. So I think in terms of just choosing the right medium for the right time for the right message is, is really important and not just looking at what's popular and possibly what just has large numbers because that often ends up just being a gunshot approach and you don't always get the results that you're after. So as I said to you earlier, you know, being a performance-focused agency, 
we need to look at what our end results are going to be and not just get out a, a great visual or just a great message, but and ending up with just that gunshot approach of just getting it out there, but you're not actually getting the end results that you're after. So I think, you know, we like to try and work backwards. So what's going to get us the results? And then how do we work about getting what we need to do in order to get that result? So working backwards instead of coming up with just a, a great creative and, and just trying to get it out there as as um, widely as possible, as opposed to, you know, how are we going to get the result that we want and then work backwards from there? I think that is a fantastic insight and a fantastic learning because like you say, there's always a flavor of the month that everyone's trying and, and you really need to see how this content's going to live there. Is it going to resonate? Are you reaching the right people? So I think that's a really, really powerful insight. Thank you for that. My pleasure. And Petra, that brings us to the end of our chat. Thank you so much for joining us today and telling people about this important message and also that you can have an impactful and powerful campaign in only three to four days, which is remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Before we let you go, Petra, can you maybe please tell our listeners where they can find you online, if they want to learn more about you, if they want to learn more about wet paint, where can they do so? You can find us on www.wetpaint.co.za um, and you can always drop me a mail at petra at wetpaint.coza. Wonderful. Thank you so much for the chat, Petra, and I'm sure we'll chat soon again. Thank you, Anne. Thanks for a lovely morning. Thanks so much. Goodbye. Bye. This podcast series has been made possible by The Salt, the influencer company that turns influence into affluence. In the same way that information is presented in this podcast in a relatable and authentic way, The Salt gets your customers to tell their real brand stories to their community. Go to thesalt.co.za to learn more about how The Salt can help you grow your business.